Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, breaking news. The Biden administration secures a deal with Venezuela for the release of 10 Americans. Why the White House is trying to repair relations with the major oil-producing country. New details about the Americans freed and why President Biden made the tough call to release the Venezuelan president's alleged money man from U.S. custody. Donald Trump back on the campaign trail after the bombshell court decision that could remove him from Colorado's primary ballot. His GOP rivals criticizing the move. This is a flagrant violation of the rule of law. Renewed hope for another ceasefire between Israel and Hamas in exchange for the release of more hostages. The new warning about lithium-ion batteries, what you need to know for your holiday shopping. So pretty. And a hospital's holiday tradition is making spirits bright. I love it. I'm Margaret Brennan, in for Nora O'Donnell. We begin tonight with new details about a major prisoner swap between the U.S. and Venezuela. Ten Americans, including several the U.S. considered wrongfully detained, were released from that South American country today in exchange for a close ally of Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro, a leader who himself is under U.S. indictment for narco-trafficking. As part of the deal, an American fugitive known as Fat Leonard, who fled the country before being sentenced for his role in a bribery and corruption case, will be sent back to the U.S. to face justice. The deal is one step in President Biden's latest efforts to improve relations with Maduro's Venezuela after offering sanctions relief this fall. That country is the source of the largest migrant crisis in the Western Hemisphere, directly impacting the U.S. border. CBS's Ed O'Keefe leads us off at the White House. Good evening, Ed. 
Margaret, last year the Biden administration sent a convicted murderer back to Russia in exchange for WNBA star Brittany Griner. This time it was someone who pleaded guilty to ripping off the U.S. Navy. But 10 Americans are now home, and a big fugitive is back in custody. President Biden tonight heralding a deal that caps seven months of talks to get back detained Americans. We have no higher priority than the release of detained and or hostages, Americans being held hostage. Among the released, Avon Hernandez, a public defender from Los Angeles, who'd been detained since March 2022. Before his release, Hernandez sent a letter to the president asking for help and recorded this audio message obtained exclusively by CBS News. There's nothing I want more than my own liberty and the liberty of my fellow brothers and sisters who are currently being held in captivity with me. Also coming back to the U.S., Leonard Francis, widely known as Fat Leonard, who'd been awaiting sentencing for overseeing one of the most brazen bribery conspiracies in the U.S. Navy's history before escaping last year. A former military contractor, he pleaded guilty to bribing Navy officers in exchange for classified information and for overcharging the military by millions. In exchange, the U.S. sent back Alex Saab, someone close to Maduro accused by U.S. prosecutors of money laundering on behalf of Maduro's government. The president defended that move tonight. Why is it okay for the U.S. to be negotiating with the Maduro government and sending back people in Justice Department custody? It's okay because we're freeing American people who were held illegally, and we made a deal with Venezuela at the whole free election. So far, they maintained their requirements. In Venezuela, Maduro embraced Saab and claimed his friend had been physically and psychologically tortured. U.S. officials tonight denied Maduro's claims of torture. The deal drew bipartisan condemnation out of concern it will embolden Maduro. But families of the released Americans thanked the Biden administration. The mother of one detainee called the officials who negotiated the swap, quote, rock stars. Margaret? They're reunited before Christmas. Thank you, Ed. The nation's highest court could soon find itself wading into presidential politics for the first time in more than two decades. Yesterday, the Colorado State Supreme Court ruled that former President Donald Trump could be removed from that state's primary ballot. CBS's Robert Costa is following the fallout. Former President Donald Trump fighting back against an unprecedented ruling in Colorado, which found the Republican frontrunner ineligible for the state's ballot. His lawyers vowed to appeal. Can you believe what's going on in our country? The controversial 4-3 decision said that Trump was disqualified from seeking the presidency due to his engagement in an insurrection and called out his direct and express efforts, exhorting his supporters to march to the Capitol. An appeal will likely pull the Supreme Court deeper into the 2024 election. Will they take it? I think most people would say they almost have to. And they have to move super quickly because Colorado is going to finalize its ballot in about two weeks. Tonight, the former president is asking the Supreme Court to put off weighing a separate issue, whether presidential immunity protects him in the 2020 election interference case. Special counsel Jack Smith is asking the court to fast track that question. With the first cast ballots of 2024 less than a month away, Trump's Republican rivals have weighed in. This is all intentional. Uh, This is what the Democrats and the left want. We should have this race fair and square with him on the ballot just like everybody else. And across the aisle, President Biden pulling no punches about January 6th. From an insurrectionist 
lives and let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. No question about it. My top Republican sources tell me they don't expect Trump's rivals to take him on directly on this, but they expect them to ratchet up their concerns about the chaos that surrounds him, to use a word used by former Ambassador Nikki Haley, as a way of getting to questions, Margaret, about Trump's electability. Bob Costa, thank you. We turn now to the crisis at the southern border of the U.S., where officials say more than 20,000 migrants were processed in the past two days. Now, the Republican governor of Texas is taking aggressive steps to stop illegal border crossings. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports tonight from Eagle Pass, Texas. Tonight, thousands of migrants sitting side by side in rows, overcrowding border towns and overwhelming border patrol agents. Nearly 7,900 migrants were apprehended every day last week across the southern border, up from an average of 6,000 a day in October. Yesterday, more than 10,500 crossed, more than 4,000 alone here in the Del Rio sector. Women and children can be seen weaving through razor-sharp concertina wire to claim asylum. The migrants in this makeshift staging area are technically not in federal custody as they await to be processed. Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed SB4 into law, and if it goes into effect in March, that means that state troopers and deputies could charge and arrest migrants like these behind me for illegally crossing the border. But Maverick County Sheriff Tom Schmerber says his border community doesn't have the staff to enforce Abbott's SB4 law. It's taking away manpower from, uh, from the security that we're supposed to be doing here in the county. We don't want to do it, and it's going to be impossible. Meanwhile, the desperation is mounting. In this disturbing video from last week, a woman is seen holding a young child while trying to cross the fast-moving Rio Grande. She repeatedly cries for help, telling nearby Texas National Guard and state troopers she is tired and doesn't want to drown but they don't intervene. A CBP airboat also speeds by the scene. Eventually, she makes it safely back to the Mexican side. From here, these migrants are being taken by bus to Laredo or Del Rio to be processed. And Texas Governor Greg Abbott says he will continue sending migrants by bus and now by plane to sanctuary cities. As for his immigration law, several civil rights groups have filed to try to stop the controversial measure. Margaret? Omar Villafranca, thank you. President Biden today said there is still no deal to bring home American hostages held by Hamas in Gaza. Today, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said Hamas is holding up progress and that Israel would be willing to return to a pause in military operations in return for a hostage release. MTS Tayyib reports tonight from Jerusalem. Gaza is gripped with hunger. In the south, Lines as far as the eye can see as people wait hours for something to eat. According to the UN, Israel has only allowed 10% of the necessary food into Gaza, pushing half the population of more than 2 million into starvation. As the Israeli military continues to carry out massive strikes, hands poke out from under the rubble near Rafah. More victims in this brutal 11-week war, which has already claimed the lives of over 20,000 Palestinians, according to the Hamas-run Ministry of Health. I was with my cousin playing in the street, this little girl says. A rocket exploded and all this rubble fell on top of us. 
but in what's being described as, quote, intensive talks on a new ceasefire. Hamas's political leader, Ismail Haniya, arrived in Cairo amid reports a breakthrough could be possible in the coming days. The gulf between Israel and Hamas remains huge. Hamas says it will only discuss a permanent ceasefire, while Israel says it will only agree to limited humanitarian pauses until all hostages are released and Hamas is defeated. Those who think we will stop are not connected to reality, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said. But after three hostages were accidentally killed by Israeli soldiers, sparking fury across Israel and putting Netanyahu under even more pressure to make a deal. And the UN Security Council has again delayed a vote on a new resolution to get desperately needed aid into Gaza. But there's growing hope tonight the U.S. may actually support the resolution with some changes, despite Israel's staunch objections to it. Margaret. That would be a big statement. MTS, thank you. The death toll from that recent East Coast storm rose to at least six after another victim was recovered in Maine. In New Jersey, more people were rescued from flooded homes today, two days after the region was hit with torrential rain. Tonight, the severe weather threat is in the West. Let's get the forecast from meteorologist Chris Warren with our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Margaret. We are tracking a big system that is slow moving and expected to bring a lot of rain to California, then in some of the inland deserts into Arizona. The slow moving nature of this means that several inches of rain could fall, leading to mudslides, rock slides. Damaging winds are also possible, especially with some of the thunderstorms. Chances for a white Christmas limited to the mountains and perhaps to Nebraska and some of the Dakotas here. But what is going to be extremely noticeable on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day, Margaret, will be those temperatures that will be relatively warm into the 50s for much of the Great Lakes. Work resumed today to remove a more than century-old Confederate monument at Arlington National Cemetery in Virginia, which was built on the site of General Robert E. Lee's family home. CBS's Nicole Skanga reports on the latest controversy over Confederate history. A federal judge has cleared the way for this symbol of the American Confederacy to be hoisted off its 32-foot pedestal. Dismantled by crews at Arlington National Cemetery. The latest flashpoint in a years-long political debate prompting deadly violence in Charlottesville in 2017 and protests nationwide. The statue is just one of nearly 500 Confederate symbols removed, renamed or relocated since June 2015. Scott Powell is the spokesperson for Defend Arlington, the group that won a temporary restraining order stalling the statue's removal. This is very heavy equipment, and this is a pretty tightly packed cemetery. So it's very easy for there to be, uh, you know, a disruption or a damaging of a grave site. But in a ruling Tuesday, after touring the monument site himself, the judge called Defend Arlington's claims misinformed or misleading and ordered the removal to continue. Rivka Majlish is with the Southern Poverty Law Center. The cause that the Confederacy had fought for in the Civil War, but after losing that war, decided to try to win a second war, a war of ideas by putting up these symbols of white supremacy. Is that war still being fought today? That war began right after Lee surrendered, basically, and I think is still going on today. 
A spokesperson for Arlington National Cemetery said the statue will come down by Friday. Meanwhile, the Virginia governor's office has announced plans to move it to Newmarket Battlefield State Park in the Shenandoah Valley. Margaret. Nicole, thank you. As Christmas fast approaches, fire officials are warning of the dangers of rechargeable lithium-ion batteries. They've been blamed for sparking hundreds of fires, including some that turned deadly. CBS's Ilian Quijano reports on how you can protect your family. It was very unexpected. For the first time in 16 years, Migdalia Torres will spend the holidays without her partner. Hiram Achavaria was the father of her children and an artist. This is his artwork. Who just turned 40 this year. I think they kind of knew already that the, the explosion was caused by the e-bike. This month, Echavaria became the 18th person in New York City this year to die in a fire linked to a lithium-ion battery. If these rechargeable batteries are improperly made or used, the results can be explosive. Like this flaming battery and charger lighting up a California garage and this fire caused by a failed battery in a children's toy in Texas. This is all evidence. Yeah. This is all evidence. You know, each one of these caused either a massive fire or death or both. These will go from, you know, nothing to a sudden explosion of fire. We see first responders not able to get in. Gabe Knight is with Consumer Reports. While the onus should absolutely be on the manufacturer and should be on the seller, um, right now it's a little bit of buyer beware. Consumer Reports advice? Always buy from reputable companies with safety certifications. Don't mix different manufacturers' batteries and chargers. Don't leave them charging unattended or near flammable items. And don't block your exit path with these devices. Migdalia Torres hopes others heed the warnings as she grieves. He was practically my best friend. It was just very unfortunate. Elaine Quijano, CBS News, New York. And there is an update tonight on that erupting volcano in Iceland and some spectacular new images. That's next. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. 
Federal investigators are looking into the cause of a deadly helicopter crash that killed a TV news crew from Philadelphia. The burning wreckage was found overnight in a state forest. The crew was returning from an assignment on the Jersey Shore for the Philadelphia ABC affiliate. On board were the pilot and a photographer who had worked with the station for years. Authorities say a volcanic eruption in Iceland is calming down as they continue to monitor the air for toxic gas. The eruption opened a two and a half mile long fissure with lava blasting nearly 100 feet into the air. The lava is now less than two miles from the nearest village. Residents have been told they will not be able to return home before Christmas. Tonight, a major recall involving approximately a million Toyota vehicles. That consumer alert is next. Toyota is recalling roughly a million vehicles because of a defective airbag sensor. The recall affects various 2020 to 2022 Camry, Corolla, RAV4, Lexus, Highlander, and Sienna models. Toyota says a short circuit in a sensor could cause the airbags to malfunction. The sensors prevent the bags from deploying if a small adult or child is sitting in the front seat. Volunteers at a children's hospital in Texas are delivering joy this Christmas. That's straight ahead. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We end tonight with a special gift for some children who can't be at home for the holidays. Here's CBS's Janet Shamlian. This is where William Wilson will spend Christmas. A hospital room where the eight-year-old is fighting a blood disorder. It'll stop hurting just a minute, okay? Surrounded by machines and tubes, it's not what a child dreams of. But at Houston's Texas Children's Hospital, there's magic beyond the medicine. You like that one? And the 16th floor looks like a high-end holiday store. So pretty. It's so beautiful and colorful. There's a Barbie-themed tree, the choo-choo, sports teams, and sweet treats. Each child can choose one for their room. I don't like all of them. Decorated by people who won't meet them. This is Halloween. It's really hard. But who will make a difference in their holiday. What will it be like to have a tree like this in your room? I want to show off to everybody. I like this one. That one? Is that one the one? Wilson went with the Hot Wheels theme. Wow, thank you. Much more than a Christmas tree, it's the stability of tradition. 
at an uncertain time. I love it. <laughs> Janet Shamley in CBS News, Houston. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay, and, and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that does that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.